Hello, welcome back to Media Snack live from New York. Greetings from London. So today, if you are uh, running an agency pitch or planning an agency pitch, you're probably in the process or thinking about how you brief an agency during that process. Uh, very, very important, like all things. A brief is really the most important thing you need to think about, of course. Uh, so in this episode, we'll be discussing, kind of unpacking actually what should go into a really good pitch brief based on our experience. We've been doing this over 10 years and dozens and dozens of pitches all around the world. And so we've kind of seen the good, the bad and the ugly. So we'll unpack that. And then David, as usual, is going to come up with three killer tips to make sure that your pitch brief uh, is amazing. Plus details of our uh, recent or upcoming, I should say, global media talent survey all coming up in today's Media Snack. Welcome to Media Snack, the live weekly show where we unpack the important questions that you all have about media, agencies, marketing, and more. If you're new to the channel, it's great to have you join us. Subscribe below to get alerts of all upcoming weekly episodes. Right then, pitch brief. Yes. A lot of work goes into pitch briefs, uh, and rightly so, because it's it's a very intense process, and if you want agencies to do a great job at competing for your business and you want to see the best of agencies, you have to do the work up front to create a really good pitch brief. And we talked on a recent episode, and I think we're doing this again, doing some more episodes about this, about how agencies make decisions about pitches, like how you get the best out of agencies and pitches. And... We talked a lot there about the preparation needed and what agencies are looking and listening for in order to decide whether to pitch for your business or not, right? We talked about, it's very, from an agency CEO perspective, it's, very, it's a discretionary thing, right? How much of their talent and resources they're going to apply to pitching for your business, and that's critical. And, so, and the quality of the briefing that you give to the agencies is a huge signal and indicator yeah. of how seriously they're going to take it because you cannot take that for granted these days, as we've discussed a lot. Yeah. Um, so thank you for joining us. If you're, if you're new, then, uh, new to MediaSnack, then welcome. We're streaming live. Please ask or put any comments or questions um, in the live chat. We can see those as we go along, and, uh, uh, and we often pause to address some really good questions, so appreciate those. Mm -hmm. So, David, question of the week. So question of the week, what makes an amazing pitch brief? Good. Uh, so you are going to discover that on this episode, so stick with us. So like all good briefs, right, this industry thrives on good briefs. We've talked about the importance of a brief because if you're a marketer in a large organization and you're working with a large agency, it's that, that document that gets transferred from one side to the other. Um, you know, in your days, there's a fax machine, I think, probably, David, but these days, like, there's an, you know, it's an email or you might even have if you're very lucky and well-organized, you know, some kind of collaboration tool uh, where you're uploading and sharing directive information to the agency so they actually know what you want, yeah. what you need them to do as a business. And we've got upcoming episodes to talk specifically about actually media briefs. So like the day-to-day -day transfer of communication between the client, the advertiser and the agency. But today we're talking specifically about what goes into a pitch brief because it's slightly different. Uh, but there's one universal truth and this is a child-friendly show, so I can't use the real words, but it's, you know, what you put in, if you put bad stuff in, you get bad stuff out. That's the, that's the kind of the 
the, tr the absolute truth about a brief. So yeah. it's absolutely worth the time taking the time to make sure that the quality of the brief that you give an agency, particularly in a pitch, which is a really intense period on all sides. And you're also asking agencies to do a lot of work for free, obviously, of course, within that. I mean, they're, they're competing for your business and they're, they're happy to do so as long as the brief is reasonable. Uh, but you're using a lot of resources there. So make them count and make the brief really strong. So uh, the pitch itself, if you've ever been in an agency pitch, media creative or any kind of type of pitch, you know that it's a very condensed and very intense way of working. And if you're the advertiser or you're in procurement or you're, but you're representing that advertiser, uh, then uh, you, know, you are working probably with three or four agencies during this period, right? You've got a number of different agencies that are spreading, you're spreading your attention across. It's not like business as usual. It's not like the day-to-day. There's a lot happening and a lot of work going on. Um, it also means that from the agency's perspective, there's less client interaction. There's less face-to-face -face with your client as you would have on maybe on a more business-as-usual basis. So you've got to make sure from the agency side that the work that you're doing really counts in it. And so therefore, you really understand the brief. One thing I would say to those, you know, anyone from agencies that's watching is certainly the pitches that we do, like a huge amount of thinking goes into the brief and we try to make it as best quality as we can, understanding what the agencies want, want to know because we used to be in agencies and we've worked obviously uh, around agencies for many, many years. So we know what they're looking for. So we know what to put in a brief. But if there's something missing from the brief or you don't understand it, challenge it. You know, it's, it's amazing. Sometimes you get, you know, you, you, you'll speak to an agency post-pitch uh, and they'll say, yeah, we didn't quite understand that thing. You've got to, you've got to ask the question. You can, so you can always challenge a brief. That's the first thing to say. So what goes into a pitch brief? There's, in, there's quite a lot that goes into a pitch brief. I'm going to focus on a few key things just so you kind of understand the areas that you want to be looking at. The first really important thing, which might feel a bit fluffy and intangible, but it sets the tone for the rest of the brief, is really just to have an, a clear ambition for media and we've done episodes specifically talking about how to how to generate an ambition for media that represents yeah. your ambition as a, as a as an advertiser. That sets the tone and the language that you put in these things is really important. It's probably happening less now in this kind of virtual environment, but you know, in the old days, I'm sure we'll get back to this. As, a, as an advertiser, you need to understand actually what happens to your brief. The agency will go and print it out, typically. And then have a war room, if it's a big pitch, and just literally plaster this on the wall. And having some kind of statement up front, an ambition, manifesto, key principles, whatever it is, will be the pride of place, right? It'll be on the altar of that pitch that everybody will just remind themselves constantly that they're trying to address these things. So it's really worth taking the time and crafting an ambition for the pitch, which is really important. The next probably most important thing from the agency's perspective is understanding the stakeholders and decision makers. So, for example, when we create uh, pitch briefs, we really want to have the stakeholders, all the stakeholders and decision makers profiled within the brief so that the agency really understands. The incumbent agency is obviously going to know you. You're probably talking to maybe two or three other agencies who may never have spent any time with you as an advertiser and don't know you. So just profiling individually, allowing people to understand 
you know, the different dynamics and the decision makers as part of that stakeholder set is really, really helpful. So they can do their best job to address the right answer to you and the right people. And we also give transparency because that's really what it's about. It's giving agencies transparency of the process of decision making. So the evaluation criteria that those stakeholders are going to use to, uh, to evaluate the agency's performance. And like anything, if you understand the KPIs or you understand how, th- how decisions are going to be made, as an agency, you can optimize yourself to that decision making, right? And that's the way we allow agencies to you know, be the best that they can possibly be in this process. So that's the first thing. And agencies want to understand how they can win. When we talked a few weeks ago about you know, making your pitch a priority for the agency CEO, if it's really clear the route to win, there's no guarantee, but if it's clear how they can win and the, how they use their capabilities and present their people in the best way, that gives a really good chance of actually getting that agency really fixed on wanting to win this piece of business. So that's, that's important. And then subsequent to that, there's lots of just different components. We just call them di- you know, different briefs within the brief, really, components of the brief. Um, there's a resource brief which helps the agency create a staffing plan. So that means to organize their resources around the scope of work. So you have to describe exactly what you want from an agency. They can build a staffing plan and a resource uh, and a resource, a resource proposal, which also allows them to cost that out accurately so that the fee is really quite representative, as close as possible to the needs of the, of the client. And you can compare across agencies. That's really important. There's an operational brief, including a transition plan. So you want any agency that's not your incumbent to also describe how they would onboard you as a, as a new client and also for them to talk about their operations, their structures, their tools, their service levels, things like that, um, which will go into the operations brief. There's a lot more detail to this. We'll, maybe we should do some episodes on that. Or if, you, if you're struggling with like knowing what to put into an agency pitch brief, then obviously give us a shout and we can maybe help you in the right direction. Another important component is a media buying brief. So if we're talking about media agencies here, you obviously want to test their buying capabilities as well because they're going to be looking after a lot of your money. Um, So that's quite a large section of the brief, lots of assets that go with that. Um, And you want agencies to submit competitive pricing, certainly for those media that can be bought in predictable pricing or kind of versus rate card type manner. We have different techniques for testing biddable media capabilities of agencies. Uh, Again, that's a very deep subject, which we'll probably come back to at some point. Um, And then other things, there's the MSA or the, you know, the, uh, the services agreement and the contract uh, heads of terms, which you want agencies to obviously be looking at, reviewing, coming back with red lines. Um, but it's quite helpful to have within that some principles, just key principles and ways of working to really define how the relationship is going to be, because that can really affect how the, the contract manifests. And then some other ele- elements, like we do a data tools and technology brief uh, to really understand agencies' capabilities in those very kind of specific vertical areas looking at standards for digital media buying, looking at protocols for different ad tech that they might be using and how that might match up with the client's needs. Um, so those, that's just kind of unpacking what a brief goes into a brief. Yeah. One other thing, which I think is really cool idea, and this was an idea, and I hope, I'm sure they don't mind me mentioning this, this is a while back, so we're probably not breaching any confidentiality here, which we take very seriously. Um, but, uh, Gail at uh, uh, L'Oreal, if you're watching, I hope you don't mind me sharing this. When we when we did a pitch, this is quite a few years back with with L'Oreal. Um, they 
included this lovely statement, which they called what we're like without our makeup on, uh, which was a really honest reflection of what they're like to work with. And that was a great thing for the agencies to kind of understand because it's a, that's a big complex business, you know, portfolio business. Um, and it was, it was, delivered in a really good positive way for the agencies just to be very very honest about what you're like as a client because not all companies are the same so you know you can think about other things that you need to do that are important to communicate to agencies um so that's what goes into a pitch brief that's quite a long list so you can kind of work your way through those um david you've got some tips yes. for us um maybe before i just do that i wanted to i mentioned at the beginning uh we are, we've launched the latest global media talent survey. We will link down below. This is a, a series of uh, surveys that we do on a rotational basis. I think we're going into wave three now of the talent survey. Uh, there'll, there'll be a link down below. If you work in marketing, advertising agencies, uh, anywhere in the world, please click the link and, and it takes five minutes. It gives us a really good snapshot of how evolving needs of, of advertisers and agencies in terms of talent. Um, so that's open for another couple of weeks. I appreciate your inputs on that. Very good. Okay. Right. How do you how do you make your pitch brief amazing? Then, if I've explained the bits that go in it, you have. Um, and and I'm going to come to that in a second. But I'm going to answer the question in one word. Do so that. What, what makes an amazing agency pitch brief? And the one word that comes to mind, having seen the good, the bad and the ugly of them, is effort. Effort. Mm. Uh, it's really easy to create a rubbish brief uh, because it's lazy. And you can tell that it's lazy by looking at it and reading it and feeling it. A really, really good brief takes time, takes effort. It takes thought and it takes consideration. Um, and... The, the brands that invest their time and effort on a brief will be rewarded exponentially on the back of it. That's really kind of important. So effort. Don't ever think that you're going to go into a brief and it's going to be an easy journey if you want to make a really good one. It is going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. But the rewards will be great at the end of it. The agencies will respond brilliantly to it. Yeah. The second thing that I would say before I get into my tips is that um, – a client that invests time and effort in creating a brief, actually what they do in a very subtle way is they establish a threshold of, of work, of consideration mm -hmm. that the agencies receive and realize that they have to at least match, if not supersede. So again, you know, that's, that's proportionate to the effort that you expect the agencies to come back to. So effort, really, really important. So what are the three tips that I would give to a, a media leader or a marketing leader that's considering writing a, a pitch brief. Um, and the first one is, um, I'm going to paraphrase a quote that came to me from the a global head of new business, uh, actually right in the middle of the pandemic. And I was talking to him about how to really engage with the agency community in such challenging times. And he delivered me this one quote and he said, clarity is motivation. And I loved it. So at a time of, of confusion, at a time of, of congestion in the marketplace, the clearer you can be, the more motivating it is for the agency community. Okay. Uh, that's brilliant. And so, so what he means by that is how clear is your ambition for media, right? How clear are you able to define what the ambition for the review is? How clearly are you going to be able to 
define how that agency will be evaluated. All of the elements that you you mentioned in 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 the kind of then wrapping bit of it of the question is really clear. But but we're crafting the narrative and making sure that it's not opaque or confusing, but it is absolutely clear is going to be incredibly motivating. So clarity is motivating the first one. Good. The second thing that I would say, and I know that you like this, Tom, is design matters. Yes. Okay? The aesthetics of a brief are really important. Um, you know, we've seen briefs that have been cobbled together with different fonts. There are typos in it. You know, they've been dragged together from different presentations. Nothing is formatted. It's ugly. It's difficult to navigate. That's a lazy brief, right? But creating a brief that, that reflects the, the tone and the values and the design principles of your company are really, really important. So, you know, don't underestimate the aesthetic impact of of a brief you know work just as hard at that and then the third tip that i would give is presentation matters so you know you've got clarity in the content of the brief you've designed it beautifully uh the delivery now is about bringing that to life how do you how do you add magic to what is a is a really powerful narrative within the brief how do you bring that to life in a way that will uh, engage and actually seduce the agency community in front of you. So uh, what we've done in the past, and I think we're going to do, do, a, do a show around this, is actually create all agency briefings. So where we bring agency stakeholders all to the same place, where they receive exactly the same briefing. Now, we've done that uh, over the last 18 months in virtual settings. But prior to that and in the future, we'll be doing them in, in live settings. Now that's that's amazing, right? Because you have the the client stakeholders, often the most senior client stakeholders that you can get. You get CEOs in some cases, CMOs talking about their passion, their belief, their vision around media, bringing that bringing that brief to life. And the other thing that that does is because all of the agency participants are receiving exactly the same brief at exactly the same time. It establishes the integrity of the process yeah. right from the very beginning. There are no side channel conversations. There's no different briefings to the incumbent agency. There's no different briefings to your brother-in-law that runs, you know, agency Y. Everybody receives exactly the same brief at the same time, but it's brought to life. So those yeah. would be my three tips. Very good. Very good. Yeah, we're, go we're going to do an episode, specific, as you mentioned, about that all agency briefing because it's such a powerful moment to really just, you know, it's a catalyst to really just define the tone of that process. And it's an opportunity as you as the advertiser to, you know, to put on a bit of a show, right? And to encourage agencies to really understand the brief and have a Q&A and, you know, meet the stakeholders for the first time sometimes. And that's really good. Um, I just want to pick up on the design thing because you're right. That that to me is 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 critical. And when we first started doing this, when we first started running pitches, I think the you know our observation at the time is just the quality of of pitch materials was just so poor. And if you remember, the first pitch that we ever did when we started off IDComs, we were I think we were in Switzerland somewhere, and. Uh, that was the story that we told the client. We were like, this is how agencies react to pitch briefs, right? And we knew because we'd been on the agency side working on these things. And if you remember, we've, we put up a 
picture, a giant picture on the screen of like someone with their head in their hands. And that's typically the response of a new business person when they get an email with like 27 different attachments. As you say, it's all cobbled together from, dip, you know, they just, just blurt out anything that they think it might be relevant. If you can craft it and package it and put it in your co proper corporate, um, uh, you know, visual identity, important. It sets the tone for the rest of the process and agencies will meet that with their own materials and their own thinking and, their, and the quality of the, the quality control of what they do. Um, it even led us, I mean, it led us firstly to employ a design team mm. to work specifically on these things as well. So we have a design team that works on pitch briefs, which is really good to make them really beautiful because it just communicates a lot. And you find that the client becomes very proud of that as an asset internally. It's really important. And then we took the step to say, actually, these should maybe should be hard, you know, hard cover printed materials. And we've produced some beautiful yeah. books over the years that really represent the needs of that particular advertiser. Um, and those things become really quite prized assets. They, 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 they just communicate a lot other than just what's on the page. It tells the agency that this is serious. First yeah. off, because they've invested in actually designing and printing something, which is really important. The, the beautiful thing that I love about creating hard copy books is that no one can change their mind. Mm. You know, if someone's just sending an email with a bunch of attachments, it's possible that really that person is just the gatekeeper to the communication, right? They can decide, I could change the brief at any, any moment. And if it's, a, if it's a, just an attachment document, you can kind of change the brief. If you're having to go to print two weeks before the agency briefing and you're having to make sure that, and you, particularly if your name and your photograph is in that book, yeah. I'll tell you what, everyone, every stakeholder cares about what's in that brief and it's really, really powerful. So that's a good little tip for you as well. We haven't had a chance to do hardback books for the last couple of years, obviously, because there's just been no need and we can't send them to people's houses, unfortunately. Um, but it's, it's something to think about. You know, mm. we found that's probably one of the most powerful things that you can do on a pitch brief. Exactly right. Uh, good. Well, I think that's probably we've we've covered a lot. We're going to talk about um, all agency briefing in a coming up episode. Uh, if you have comments and questions, you know, we'd love to hear them because, you know, if you've experienced the good or the great of, of pitch briefs or you're thinking of writing one, get in touch. I'm sure we could help. But that is it for your media snack this week. See you next time. Bye for now. Media Snack is brought to you each week by ID.com, the award-winning growth consultancy specializing in media. We help advertisers on a life cycle to growth in three service areas, operations, partnerships, and optimization that transform your media investments into real company growth. Whether you're planning an agency pitch, upgrading your media organization, want to learn new best practice, or simply get better performance from your media investments, you can find out more at idcoms.com forward slash growth.